Welcome to Good Morning Hospitality, your one-stop shop for the latest news, noteworthy trends, and thought-provoking discussions across the industry. From hotels to short-term rentals to all things travel and hospitality, you'll find each episode equips you with the information that you need to start your week. Join us on Good Morning Hospitality every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts. Oh my gosh. Every time that ends, I'm always like, "Woo! what an intro. I love it. We're pumped up. November 1st. I cannot believe it. I know. How are we? We are like, wow. We're we're like really coming up to the end of the year at this point. Yeah. It was 60 days left, right? That's what we got left. Oh my gosh. Don't say it like that. That sounds so (laughs) That's not that many days. Yeah, it's just, it's wrapping up. And for everyone out there in hotel world, I know there's definitely busy time for you. Ramping up, getting your budgets done, getting the holidays ready. Yep. It's a lot going on. But did you do anything for Halloween last night, Sarah? Did oh you go gosh. out and dress up? You know, it's so funny. It was like a toss. I love that you asked that. It was a toss up. I was like, okay, am I going to go? Am I going to not go? Because for those that know, like, uh, I'm so I he- live here in West Hollywood. And West Hollywood has they brought back their carnival for the first time since the pandemic. And I mean, they were expecting a good, like 300,000 people. That's a lot of people. 300,000 people. Yeah, that's a lot That of sounds like a fun event. Right. Is that I where you were? I, we almost went, but I do have my mother in town and I was like, so moms, what you want to do? You want to go into the crowd or not? And we'd had a really big, busy, fun day. And so she was like, Maybe not. And honestly, traffic to get, you can imagine traffic to get into those oh, yeah. events is like so crazy. So it's like, do we need to be in the car for this amount of time? Anyway, what did you do, Steve? Well, this is a deep cut. I dressed as Billy Butcherson. Does <gasps> anybody know Billy Butcherson from Hocus Pocus? So our whole family dressed as Hocus Pocus. So that my wife and daughter were two of the witches and my son, whose name is Zachary, wanted to be Thackeray Binks the cat. So we all got dressed up and walked around a good old trick or treat. Okay, hold on. That wait, how? Wait, this is not fair that you're bringing this live. You're bringing this up live on air because, like, I would have completely made sure that you had a photo. There is a photo up of me. I don't share my kids on my public. That's photos, right. That's fair. That's fair. But you can see me on on my Instagram or at the hospitality okay. mentor Instagram. You'll see uh, the makeup done by myself. Oh, oh, I'm about to do this. In the meantime, while I'm pulling up this photo to completely uh, have a good time with this, uh, tell us where you guys are joining us from. Where yeah, are you guys? We want to see, um, which is cool. And then we're going to see what. Steve yeah, where did you, where are you joining us from? We love seeing it. I think we broke a record last week with the amount of countries that joined us. Wow. We got Jeremy again, live from Israel. Wow, good to see you. Okay, by the way, everybody. Oh, there he is. Billy okay. Butcherson. I know. This is good. Good job. Uh, pretty good. Yeah, right. this is great, by the way, for everybody that can actually see this live. This is what happens. Steve, you don't tell us ahead of time. We're going to do a low-tech version where I lift my phone up to the camera. I think next next year we get dressed on air and we're going to do it that week. That would actually be a lot of fun. I, I do definitely need to like make sure that I, I participate. So, yeah, right? amazing costume. <laughs> Thank you very much. I know. And I'd love to yeah. know what you all dressed up as last night. Yeah, let uh, us know if you participated, um, but also let us know. Ooh, chilly Maryland. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's chilly here in Miami. Nina, you know, it's 76 degrees here today. Okay, that's funny. <laughs> and I have my fall foliage over my, my Oh, shoulder. that's your fall foliage? Oh, cool. Perfect. Are they real? 
Yeah, they're real. These are real okay, plants. Well, that's good. That means they're real. Yeah. That little plant is not real. I do have real plants, but they're, you know, getting fixed elsewhere. Well, good to see Sophia here. <laughs> um but yes i love seeing everyone from around the world that always watches us it's really yeah sarah and i we talk about it afterwards and we love i know here. we're always um, like pinching ourselves it's so awesome to be like oh cool oh going to new orleans you know i was supposed to be in new orleans right about this time so have fun i was here actually i was in new orleans last year at this time so uh yeah have fun with that yeah, I love it. So good energy starting today. I've still good. got my sugar high from candies. And uh, I might have some more. I have to take some of my I have my stuff. drink that I will not be posting on air because this is not product placement. Well, we've got Biscayne Coffee. I'll promote mine. Get some Biscayne yeah, Coffee. Promote yours. Promote yours. That's perfect. I'm All glad. right. <laughs> we got a lot to cover today. Sorry, we got a sidetrack here. We got a little sidetrack, but all good. Why don't we go ahead and talk about some of the exciting things that are happening in the world of hotels and hospitality. So uh, the big thing right now is what's going on Google versus OTAs. And we did like a little bit of a deep dive in this because I don't know how many of you all, Oh look, we got Steve Sinclair joined us. Steve. Up, Ooh. Oh my gosh. Love him by the way. Yes, definitely. Oh wow. Did I do this? Mm -hmm. Bounty. Stephen Sinclair has a company called Bounty, and it is changing the landscape of Lost and Found. That's all I'm going to say. Ooh, but I got to check that out now. He makes Lost and Found fun. Okay. So, <laughs> um, all right. So, this Google versus the OTA. So, um, as we all know, you know, a little, a, a couple of years back, obviously, um, Google has launched their flights and hotels platform. So you can, people Google it or Google it, people search for flights, hotels, etc. Well, you can just imagine, um, that OTAs as they have been doing advertising on the platform, they've been finding out that they keep increasing their ad spending price. So they keep spending more money in advertising and they're realizing that they're getting less and less conversions or ROI. And so there's this big ongoing lawsuit that's, by the way, not only with OTAs, but it's with several brands from Home Depot to you name it, that are basically saying, hey, uh, Google, you might be um, basically making your advertising you're increasing the the pricing for advertising and it's not necessarily in our favor and it's in favor of Google. So basically a conflict of interest. There mm -hmm. we go. Um, and I think it's really fascinating because I mean, Steve and I were talking about this beforehand. I definitely saw that happen, you know, years ago when I was, you know, dabbling with um, advertising on Twitter as well as Facebook. And then at a certain point, I just like wasn't seeing the ROI and go, I don't know. What, what do you think about this, Steve? Yeah, look, we were, as we were chatting about this, it kind of struck that this goes back to controlling your customer, right? Because you rely on these mm -hmm. platforms to get these things out there. And they've built yeah. these massive platforms, whether it's Google or Facebook yeah. or X. I'm trying to call it X now instead of Twitter, right? And yeah, yeah, all X. these oh my platforms God. that control who sees your products. But if you can really drive people and build your email list and build your contact list and advertise directly to them, that's a way around it, but that's really hard to do nowadays, especially with all the rules of collecting these things. So you rely on putting ads out there, but we've yep. seen that. I don't go to TripAdvisor anymore to go look at reviews. I go straight to Google to see the reviews. So I don't know about you all there. As you're looking to book your trips, are you looking at TripAdvisor or Hotels.com or Booking or 
where are you looking for reviews? Because I go straight to Google now because it's now taken everything together. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because I do remember, uh, you know, as that was, it's just even speaking to friends, how they're like, oh yeah, well, I was searching for flights like on Google. And I'm like, oh wow. And I do remember when people would search for flights originally on different OTAs, whatever their favorite one was, whether it was bookings or, um, Expedia or whatever it was. So, um, it is interesting to see this, this shift. And I mean, arguably that is a conflict of interest. So Because those Ooh. those OTAs are doing the same thing now. Exactly. Now, what'll be curious is like, where does this like where does this ongoing lawsuit even go? You know, at some at some point, you know, will there be a difference? Yeah, and, and Christopher's saying he still uses so, TripAdvisor for reviews. Um, yep. Although he takes it, but what I saw was that Google takes everyone's platforms and mm-hmm. makes them all into one channel, right? So Christopher greatly using TripAdvisor. That was like my favorite for the longest time. But then I started seeing that Google takes TripAdvisors and bookings and everyone's reviews all into one stream. And so I was able to get like the most up-to-date data. But I'm curious to see what happens. Keep pushing. But like in my world for vacation rentals, I own a vacation rental company. We're now connecting to Google because now there's a new channel to connect your vacation rentals to Google. And so that's going to compete with Airbnb and the Verbos of the world. So it's, it's interesting to see where this will continue going on. But you can't just take people's money and then not actually give them a service. Uh, yeah, no, completely. And it, but I do like you know mentioning the whole thing with TripAdvisor is like the review part, as you were mentioning, because I think that that also is a as obviously it's a leveraging tactic as well, is that you're not necessarily just using it as a search platform, right. but the actual um, leveraging of like, okay, what are these reviews like? What are they saying, etc. So I think it's 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 pretty. It's interesting. It'll just be interesting to see how this shakes out because whew, Google's definitely dominant in the whole field. Yeah, I hope they show us like how they're using their algorithm to put the ads for people they're searching to see what makes most sense about it. Yeah. Right? And like I mean, Steven, Steven Sinclair said, I go to Google because it's fast and the UI is easy. Yeah. So I go there, I get blasted with cross sales. I'm telling this you, This is true. It's going to get interesting to see who is going to be the winner here. Fight it out. Fight it out. So, yeah, anyway, let us know what you guys are thinking and seeing about this. Uh, if it is even impacting uh, your properties or where you happen to be working, always fascinating. Um, moving along. Uh, so this was kind of cool. A study that was conducted by AHLA, the America, American Hotel and Lodging Association. They uh, found that hotel boards have increased the number of women and black directors. Um, in uh, 2022, a study was conducted and they found that basically there was um, an increase um, in, uh, this was Penn State School of Hospitality Management. They, um, and they found there was an increase between, um, 2021 to 2022. So 2022 women held 31.3% of independent board seats on public hotel companies, uh, compared to 22%. So basically 22% to 31%, um, in a year increase. So, um, always interesting to see how that is changing in, in the executive space. Have you been seeing this? Steve? Yeah. Like what I would like to see more. And so I was thinking about this as we were talking about this topic was we do podcasts, we interview a lot of people and I started looking at my feed of people I've interviewed and I try to interview CEOs and top executives and I didn't see much difference there. It was all white males. Right. And so I know we still have a long yeah. way to go to, to continue yeah. to integrate 
and to get black directors and to get 100%. more females out there. Like there are definitely females in leads. There are definitely some female CEOs out there. Like Salamander Hotel has a black female of CEO course. owner, right? So, but I would like mm -hmm. to see more people of different backgrounds mixed in to these leadership roles, especially at that corporate level, because it can really make a company much better. So many different points of views versus the traditional. And look, there's some scary talks at certain brands, I'm sure. Right. And I'm sure some of you have been yeah. out there where it's like, all right, who are we choosing? And sometimes that can be totally. tough to do. Yeah. 100%. Well, what I, first of all, what I like about this, um, this study is that it's a reminder that this is still top of mind, you know, cause I know obviously a couple of years back, this was very much the forefront of the discussions and on everybody's mind. And so it's nice to know that it, people are still, um, they're, they're still keeping this awareness in mind as they are um, putting new people in place for different executive positions. Mm -hmm. uh, also, what's really great is like at the end of the day, we work in hospitality. Like it's such a diverse industry from socioeconomic backgrounds to ethnicity to like where we where people have been born, all of that. And so it only makes sense, as you said, Steve, it only makes sense that executives should mirror the industry that we're in. And I think that's what's such a beautiful thing about what we work, what we do in the industry that we work in is that it is this real melting pot of people from all backgrounds. And that's what makes it so exciting. I think. Yeah, it definitely is. And I, I think it comes down to some of the owners that are out there that maybe not be self-aware that are surrounding themselves with people that are like them. Right. And so yeah. you got to be conscious of, I need to look around this room and see different kind of people with different backgrounds and different faces. Yep. Yep. And Jeremy it's, saying, it's definitely, well, it's, yeah. and sorry, and Jerry's just writing us as Sarah, as we saw at the conference, there's a growing number of, how do I always say this? The Clef d'Or? Oh, Lake Claydor, Lake Claydor. Lake Claydor, female head concierge, which is yeah. amazing. Sorry, Jeremy, I said it wrong. Yeah. I've always wanted to make sure I say that the right way. It's all good. I'll be here to clean it up, you. clean it up. <laughs> Come on. Uh, yeah, no, it is always interesting. And it's funny that, um, you know, not funny, but it's a good point that Jeremy even brings up in in the world, just even specifically of concierge has always been a male dominated world. Uh, and it's unusual because to us in the United States, I think 60% of concierge are actually women. Um, which is very different. Uh, it might these, by the way, these numbers might be changed in like the past couple of years as so much has shifted in the industry, but internationally, I think women, as far as what they make up of concierge is like 10%. So it is very interesting. And that's just obviously one small profession within the hospitality sector. Um, so how much is that influenced in, in other aspects of the industry? So these are always something to consider. Yeah, look, we got to keep pushing. I think us just talking about it helps bring it to light. And someone listening might make a decision today. So you know what? Let's do something a little differently today. Yes, so. yes. Um, all right. Well, we're moving on to our next topic here. Uh, uh, Hilton. Hilton has done a study. All these all these big brands are like doing these uh, reports. So I do find this part funny. They're like, they found, so what they they did, they, they um, did a study on several factors, but um, they found that travelers, their number one reason for why they are choosing to travel in 2024 is for rest and relaxation. Now, I'm sure you guys are like, well, 
Is that not obvious? It, it, it isn't that obvious because uh, I believe two years ago, uh, the number one reason was to reconnect with family. Mm-hmm. So that's why they kind of do these studies. It's like, why are people traveling? Or do, what do they want? Because if we know what they're traveling for, we also know what to provide for them. So, um, and they they had some other things as well too, is that they're really seeing that travel is being prioritized as a form of self-care. Um, they're also prioritizing travel spending in 2024 um, and making these you know changes. So even culinary experiences, by the way, are also probably one of the most desired aspects of travel for 2024. Um, not so, yeah. I'm not sure if you saw that, Steve. I saw that. Which I thought was, yeah, what I love seeing was that culinary experience is the most desired travel experience out of all of them. Mm-hmm. And so for everyone out yeah. there that's got a hotel, you need to put that amenity in if you can. So talk with your chef and create that sushi class or that pizza making class or that family cooking class or whatever it might be and charge your 25 to $55 or maybe make it free with that resort fee that you've got. Um, yeah. Because you'll get a lot of traction with it because now people are saying that's what they want the most. And plus, they're going to take a ton of pictures with you, share it on social media, and make sure that your brand is leading what people are looking for. But look, I want to relax when I travel. I used to be partying. Maybe it's when you're your age group, right? Maybe it says you're this getting older. But it's saying Gen Z wants to relax and chill and learn some new experiences. Um, but if you're listening today, like, what do you travel for? You can just say, I like to, for relaxation. Is it to go get a new experience? Is it to, to go party still? Like I still, these, you know, all inclusives that we talked about last week are popping up. So people still like to have a good time. Yeah. Well, and also interesting, the changing landscape of leisure travel. So mm. business and leisure travel, as we all know, uh, it's continuing to change as business travel has picked back up. Um, and before, you know, for those, we were really saying like, okay, people that are traveling for business are adding on, you know, a couple of days on the front end or the back end to like really kind of maximize the, the travel experience. Now what we're seeing is an increased number of business travelers are bringing um, a friend or family member with them. Ooh, so like that. uh, that's pretty neat. Yeah. Cool. Right. Because I remember like as a kid, like sometimes my dad would bring us along, but now it's like more and more happening, like mixing the two of these experiences, I think is great because yeah, you go to your seminar, the conference during the day. And then at night, if you don't have a planned event, you've got your friend to go out and hit the city and explore something new. Oh, totally, totally, totally. So um, always really interesting. Oh yeah. Love this. Of course, whenever you can bring uh, family and it also is nice too, because it's like you can go to your meetings and things during the day and then like you can plan something in, um, you know, in the evening with your family or I mean, imagine, let's say like, for example, Orlando, the number of conferences that happen in Orlando. And I always think like, oh, my gosh, how like with all this space and all these people coming here for work, what a shame it would be to go and maybe not necessarily be able to bring you not bring your family where you could kind of take advantage of that. Yeah. Go to the parks and hit those up. So it's younger and younger. People are wanting these things. And it just made me think of my daughter just this weekend was making bracelets. And she's like, I'm going to sell these bracelets at school. She's seven years old. I was like, Hey, what do you say? Why do you want to sell them? She's like, I want to go on more trips. And I was like, wow, this is cool. You want to pay for your trips by selling bracelets? Like, did I put that in you? Or is it just something that you like doing? It's very cool to see. 
That is really cool to see. Really cool. So, wow. And talk about entrepreneurial spirit. Yeah, shocked me. I was like, this is all right. We're ready to go. We'll keep traveling. Yeah. But see, it's starting younger and younger, everybody. So making sure you have yeah. something for everybody to capture their attention. Oh, totally, totally. So, uh, well, this uh, kind of leads into the next topic here that we can touch on before we go into our travel topics. Marriott Bonvoy, um, and why I wanted to bring this up uh, is that it's, again, this reminder as far as like destination travels and these um, properties really thinking bigger picture. So Marriott Bonvoy launched Caribbean engagement and bachelorette experiences because what we saw after the pandemic is that uh, uh, destination weddings were huge. So now we're seeing that some of these, you know, considering the destination of, of like the hotel, the property, really kind of creating these experiences geared towards whether it is engagements, whether it is, you know, bachelorette, bachelor experiences. I think that's smart because that's you, like, depending on where your property is located, that can be a real untapped market. Yes. And I like that they're adding it as a package, especially for the bachelorette and yeah. bachelor parties, but this is more bachelorette is I went to South Beach forever and some people would plan their own bachelor events and cause chaos in the hall, hotel hallways. So I'd rather know, like, we've created a package for you. Here's where it's going to be. I know where you are. We're going to sign you to this floor, which is a party floor. Like, I like yep. that the hotel's doing it from that side, but also offering it to guests to be able to say, like, I don't have to sneak around and hide things. That We're coming here for a good time. And whether it's the engagement party or this bachelorette party, I love seeing hotels meeting their guests to help them create experiences. Oh, totally. Totally. I, I mean, again, it's just smart because it's, it's a mini version of groups, you know, I mean, you might not be having like a big group, like corporate event, but like, you know, you might have a group of five, six, whatever. And like, they're ready to spend money. This mm -hmm. is like, yeah, they're coming to like get the, their pick for the gram, but also to have that memory making. Um, yeah. But when you were concierge, I'm sure you had to help organize some of these, right? Like oh. going around, like, did you have anyone that stands out in your mind? Not only did I, um, definitely bachelor and bachelorette experiences for sure. Um, but so more engagements, the wow. number of engagements that, that would happen. And it's normally they came in with an idea, but there were times that like, I'd have guys that were coming they're like, what should I do? And I'm like, um, <laughs> Well, I'm not in your relationship, but I don't yeah. know this person, but, uh, so that was always really cool kind of being part of that. And it was like, okay, how can we document this? Because that was the whole thing as well, too, is how to like casually be there to like help them capture the moment, you know, mm -hmm. that to me was always so fun and special. Like how, how neat for people, you know? Yes. I love that. And did you have like a certain area that's like, this is a great place to propose. This is a great place for pictures or. Oh. Definitely. So rooftop always. And what was nice is that the rooftop at, uh, you know, one of the, the properties that I worked at was a little bit on the quieter side. So it was like, you can, they could kind of have this like romantic moment where they weren't surrounded by a lot of people. They could see the whole, you know, skyline of the city, sparkling lights. And then, you know, Oh, let's like order another drink or whatever it is. And they would do, it was just fun. Like all to see all of these, you know, little like surprises. Um, but then the bachelor bachelorette parties, I mean, those got rowdy. I think, you know, who got to see more of that was housekeeping and cleaning mm -hmm. up the rooms afterwards. <laughs> and all the props and yep. yes. <laughs> Everything. Everything, which is crazy. So, 
Yeah, I don't, it's, it's good. Again, that's a, that's a good um, area that a lot of businesses can be making money on. Yeah, get into that. it. Make sure you're, you're, it shows you here. They did the study. People want it. So start offering it. Yep. Uh, okay. Travel topics. Well, this is definitely more like in the hospitality sort of um, realm with restaurants. Steve, I can't wait to hear what you have to say about this. Okay. So this restaurant um, in rural Georgia, so, by the way, I went to high school in Georgia, so I'm sorry. Um, but I'm just saying. Um, is this your neighborhood? This is your neighborhood. This is my neighborhood. These, this is, these are my people. No, I'm kidding. Um, but uh, this restaurant get, has been made a lot of news because they basically added a $50 surcharge to a family's bill because their kids were being loud. So what was interesting is apparently the kids weren't, per the parents, they were actually thinking, wow, it's so nice. Our kids are actually being so well-behaved and they're not being loud. And then afterwards they went out to go like play by the lake area, something like that. And then when the bill was presented to them, they realized that because I think it was it was multiple families. Each family mm -hmm. had an extra charge of fifty dollars for their kids being loud. Uh, and what? I That's just crazy. I I love this uh, just because it makes me laugh. But it's, it says when diners arrived, then they open the menu at the Tokau Riverside Restaurant. They are greeted yeah. with a warning at the top of the menu that says "Adult sur Surcharge for Adults Unable to Parent," fifty dollar. Fine. And so people thought it was a joke, but they've done this now uh, many times. And Jeremy's saying that he thinks that sounds great and wishes airlines would do this. Hilarious. And look, I've got kids and there's times that they're out of control. I don't want them to be. No. Right. And they just happen to act up. And there's also adults that act up. So there should be a fine for adults that act up too. We've talked about Actually, that in the previous one. Totally. They get out of control. But this... Uh, it makes me laugh that I could see this person thinking this is a great idea. And now it's gotten headlines across the globe and we're talking about it today. But I want to flip it for him of saying, like, I see you're having a tough day. Let me flip this. Instead of a surcharge, I'm going to give you something just to maybe I see it's a, a tough day for you as a parent. Let me help you out here and entertain the kids with something or I get you something as a special treat or let me get you this corner table where I know you can control the kids a little better. Something to flip it versus the other way. So if I was consulting him, let's flip this surcharge the other way. And then I would also give, if there's people who are annoyed, hey, I know we got some loud kids today. This whatever's on me today. Yeah, right? definitely. I, I mean, I agree with you 100% because it's like, and again, it all it all depends on the situation. Obviously, there are times where it's like you can tell that, you know, the children are just they're having a hyper moment or whatever's going on. And it's not necessarily bad parenting. It's like they're just kids are just being kids. So, um, but I love your suggestion, uh, in regards to flipping it. That's that to me is the true essence of hospitality because you're mm -hmm. understanding what the parents are probably going through, especially if you can see that they're really trying, but I'm curious if it's because this was their way of, of doing this, if they felt like the parents weren't actually trying, because there are times that you can see, you're like, Oh my oh, gosh, yeah, she's like the kids running around. Like, and I'm like, get your kids in order here, people. But I see one from, I, I doesn't say the name, it says LinkedIn user on a fam trip in Paris with an American agent. We were threatened to not be served if our table kept the loud talking. Oh. The adults being rowdy, especially as Americans in foreign countries oh, yeah. sometimes are a little <laughs> too loud. <laughs> I, I mean, no, that does that's huge. Actually, I think I think that's a more interesting thing because uh 
you do have different groups of people that, you know, when they are in places are, are just ridiculously loud. And it's like, yes. okay, come on, we're adults. Like, I mean, we know you're having a good time, but like, you are also in a public place. <laughs> yeah, I've had to be in those conversations where they're like, Steve, the server couldn't help, the manager couldn't help, we need the director level coming in. And I'm like, guys, just relax. I can move you outside. Let me move you to another place. But you're in the middle of the restaurant screaming and toasting and it's not a nightclub. Well, it can take yeah. you to a nightclub. I have a nightclub. No. We can go there. Definitely but not it's a hard. nightclub. So it's anyway, not. for the kids surcharge, I just like thinking about that guy coming up with this idea saying, this is going to work. And then this is what happens. Ooh, I'm going to get them. <laughs> yeah. okay. I kind of want to go now. I kind of want to go just to see it. Oh, yeah. We, we could do a field trip. We'll do a yes. field trip. Check that out. Oh my gosh. Um, well, why don't we quickly uh, get over to our real time recap? Let's do it. All right, Steve, what have you seen out there in the world of hospitality this week? Well, we just talked about Halloween to start the show. Yes. And I want to give a shout out to all the houses and parents that take the time to really go all out during this holiday because I was shocked by some of the setups <laughs> that people took the time to like set Love up it. and make creepy and get dressed and make sure that kids, teenagers, and even adults have a great time. So shout out to all the families and parents and that did it. Um, that's what I saw. You could see like just kind people that had a good time with people yeah. walking the street, like good old like Americana vibes last night. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. And again, it, sh it shows you hospitality starts at home. Mm -hmm. I like it. That's the quote, clip it. That's that's the quote. That's drop that. that. Drop that. Um, I happened to do a site visit of the new Pendry Hotel in Newport Beach yesterday. Ooh, I and like Pendry's. So, oh my gosh, me too, right? They're so fun. I love their commitment to the design element. And it's just like it it's it's a really cool offshoot of the montage brand. Mm -hmm. And um it was it was fascinating to see, but it's so interesting because again so newport beach so i you know i live in los angeles and newport for those that might not know that's down in orange county so it's about like an hour ish drive away but very much more of like um suburban more of a resort area as well too yes there are businesses um as well and some bigger businesses but um it it just it's cool to see because that's very much a different destination and market than say los angeles so like what flies here is is very different there and it was um what i like is that they've really tapped into being this sort of destination um for those that live in and around the area like their bar area is so cool and they were talking about like people are almost spending more just in the bar area than they are like in hotel rooms and it's just it's fascinating to me but it, it also it's cool that they've made themselves a beacon for the neighboring area. And again, it, it's that reminder of, yes, it's not to always focus on heads and beds. Obviously that's like the main part of what we do with hotels, but to really not sleep on your F and B offerings. And that if you have like awesome F and B offerings, you can be doing so much profit and generating all this traffic of people to come in. And the next thing you know, you're on the radar. They have friends come in, they have their friends stay there. It's awesome. So um, really cool property and, and really nice to see. And I can't wait to go back. I'm excited. So shout out to Montage Group because they have some great people out there. You've met a bunch of them. I've met a lot of them. I need to stay in them. I haven't stayed in one because I don't have them down here yet. So I need to be oh, in a yeah. Montage or Pendry. But the Laguna Beach one, I have two friends there with Mary Rogers and Armando Campos. 
I need to come see you all soon. Ooh, let me know. We'll definitely make it another another yeah. field trip. We're, live, we're live. We're planning all these field trips. Actually, by the way, we do need to consider that. So just putting that out there, if you're tuning in and you'd like the idea that Steve and I could maybe do this show live, we can mm -hmm. start that conversation. So We're ready. We're ready. We'll travel for shows. Okay. Um, what do we, um, before we wrap up, do our hospitality quote of the day. Um, I, I like love that. this. Hospitality is making your guests feel at home, even if you wish they were. <laughs> By Justine Voigt. Um, I kind of like that. That's those loud guests. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to take care of those loud guests as best as I can. And make exactly. sure that they're having a good time. Even if they, they got to get out of here. You're, you're like, have a good time. And thank you for going home at the end of the day or end of the trip. Um, but again, I think it is that reminder that it's like, you know, we are human at the end of the day. Obviously, we have a job to do. Obviously, we want to make sure that people have a good time. And then you're like, and they had a really good time. But we're good to kind of like reset and then have like a new group of guests come in. <laughs> that is true. I like that quote. I've felt that way many times. And that's being a true professional. That's when you're truly professional in hospitality and you know that you can put in the reps and take care of anybody as long as they're being respectful. This right? is true. This is true. Make sure that they respect you as well as your employees because that's mm -hmm. critical. I love so. it. Well, listen, wow. we've got a couple of things, but I want to make sure we tell people, like, make sure to connect with us offline. We love talking to you. I've got a lot of notes from you. Jeremy, you sent me a nice note last Aww. week after the show. Jeremy's connect awesome. Connect with us on LinkedIn. Connect with us on Instagram. Um, Sarah shares a ton of stuff. She was just at the Pendry sharing all the stuff that she's talked about. It was so pretty. <laughs> so we love connecting you with you offline. And let's keep this going. I love the community we're building here. I know. This is great. So, yeah. So always, um, you know, keep it going. And, um, and yeah, let us know if you have questions, topics that you want us to see us cover. Always exciting. I know a couple of people have reached out for that. So um, we'll try to see how we can integrate them as we go on. Uh, also, reminder, sign up for the GMC report, uh, the good morning uh, hospitality report. That way you can stay abreast as far as what's going on in the hospitality business. Um, and always, don't forget to subscribe, like, maybe even leave us a review. Uh, yeah. Far, like, yeah, right. Yeah. Everyone who's on here today, I see you all here. You're going to go on, leave us a comment that you like Steve and Sarah show. We're getting very competitive with the vacation rental show. Yes, yes, yes. Right. <laughs> yes. The Steve and Sarah show. Keep it coming. Oh my gosh. Uh, oh, uh, we just had a quick question here that Steven St. Claire asked, where do we submit topics? Just message us directly mm -hmm. let us know so connect with us on any of our social media platforms submit topics to us and um you know we can go ahead and get you connected with the right people or we just go ahead and integrate it so super simple but like like subscribe follow all of the above and uh make sure that you continue to listen to us where you get and listen to all of your favorite podcasts have a great week everybody that's right see you next week bye